0: So Sanket Patak is the founder and CEO of Synapse, formerly known as Synapse Phi, a tech platform that enables banks and fintech companies to develop financial services easily. Synapse has raised over $50 million and is Series B, backed by investors like Andreessen Horowitz, Trinity Ventures, and Core Innovation Capital. Sanket is from India, came to the U.S. for grad school, and that's when he first started the company. Sanket, welcome to the What in Fintech podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: 1st um, we'd just love to hear a little bit more about your background and how you really came about starting this company. Sure.
1: Um, yeah. So after I finished my high school in India, I moved uh, to the U.S. I went to Memphis um, and that's where I started doing my undergrad. Um, when I came to the U.S., I tried to apply for a bank account and um, I couldn't apply for one because I didn't have a social security number. Um, but then finally I figured out there was this like... Uh, exchange student uh, agreement that our university and uh, Bank of America had. So I had to go to a Bank of America branch um, apply for a bank account there. Um, they collected a bunch of my documents in person um, now in hindsight they did that because they wanted to make sure that I was actually the US. Um, um, and then I went about my day I thought maybe because I didn't have a social security number I was new to the country um, it was just like I was just getting settled in. Um, but After a while, once I had my social security, I tried to open up a savings account. Pretty much the same experience. They wanted me to come into the bank branch before I could open up a savings account. Um, Could never get a credit card and things like that. So uh, when I was graduating out of uh, my undergrad, I thought it's strange that no one's tried to kind of do the Google for banking. Uh, Simple was there. So Simple was this like neobank and I couldn't even (laughs) sign up for Simple because I was an immigrant. Oh, okay. So I thought... um, It might be a good idea to be able to build uh, a bank account that just works for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Uh, So version one of Synapse was a consumer-facing product. Um, And as I embarked upon that journey, it turned out most of the infrastructure was broken. So it wasn't really simple. Who wasn't paying attention to immigrants and underbanked people. It's more so the infrastructure couldn't accommodate this easily. A lot of manual work had to be done. Like... um, Manually reviewing people's government IDs and a uh, proof of address documents and things like that. Whenever someone has a thin file uh, it's almost impossible to onboard them uh, um, at a bank easily. So I thought if we can solve that problem, uh, then more as more Simples came about uh, they would by default have a more accommodating infrastructure. So then we pivoted and I thought instead of trying to do the consumer-facing product, I'd much rather enable developers uh, building the next generation of financial services. And that's how we kind of started Synapse the way it is now.
0: That's great. So it's interesting that you first started as a fintech company serving yeah. consumers, and then you realize like, there's this whole set of things that need to be solved in order to enable that. Yeah. So if I think about the value proposition of Synapse, your target customers are actually other fintechs.
1: Yeah, Well, our target customers are any digital brands that want to Mm. uh, distribute financial products to their customers. So it could be an existing fintech company, or it could be um, someone who's never done financial services before, but now for some reason wants to add uh, a financial product uh, um, for their customers.
0: Got it. So are you seeing a lot of traction in big banks as well? Are they approaching Synapse for digitizing their products?
1: Yeah, we've had some conversations with larger banks. uh, (laughs) Banks, by default, are not good at uh, 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 just digitally onboarding people in general. Um, So if it turns out a bank approaches us who can really, really do this as well as, I don't know, Apple can, um, Mm. then we will definitely kind of work with them. For us, anyone who wants to digitally onboard customers and really distribute financial products digitally would be our customer. Uh, Banks just happen to move a lot slower than fintech companies or technology companies in general. So that ends up being their own barrier. Um, So even if some bank X would try building um, this now, a fintech company would probably be in market in two months and they'll take like two years to go to market. Oh, wow. That ends up being like the biggest, like, inhibiting factor, which makes me skeptical that banks would be able to succeed at this. Mm. But at any point, if banks can figure out how to deploy some of these products faster uh, and build something that customers really want, then they would be as good as any fintech company.
0: Right. So it's just that they're so slow that they're not really adapting to the market yeah. quickly enough like by the time they come out with something two years later like the entire situation has changed and so many other people have caught up and then you yeah. get on that cycle again
1: yeah mm. well uh fintech companies like old guard fintech companies companies that have had one or two financial products mm. out in the market uh for some strange reason, start behaving the same way like <laughs> um so i think that would change i think all of that would change over time mm. um I think the biggest pivot that the banks that banks need to make that fintech companies are already comfortable with is the same pivot that companies that were doing internet products with an on-prem solution had to. Like Synapse is like a cloud version of uh, a financial infrastructure. So instead of having to piecemeal uh, and in-house everything inside your own uh, uh, inside your own network you would have to kind of use synapse right and some banks are going to make that pivot others won't
0: for our listeners who don't know or don't understand technology very well can you describe a little bit of what synapse products are and like what the journey of a typical customer would be as they use it like how does it really plug into say i want to build a fintech company or a fintech product like what all could i use synapse for
1: yeah uh um, I'm happy to give like a short version but then happy to go in detail. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, The way we see the world is uh, uh, we have to be able to build out idiot-proof and managed financial products for end customers that are completely white-labeled. So it could be a checking account with a debit card, it could be uh, a high-yield savings account, it could be a loan account, it could be a brokerage account, it could be basic payment processing with the idea being we want any company who just knows how to code to be able to integrate these products inside their application and just deploy it to their customer base as their own brand. Um, Now that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like to, to be able to pull off a checking account, You need to be able to do k by c you need to be able to do ledgering you 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 need to be able to do uh, transaction monitoring uh, issuing and processing cards uh, uh, printing cards and shipping and fulfilling Mm. them so there are a bunch of these different pieces and historically what has happened is there there has been a company for every single element Mm. like um, ideology would help you with identity verification uh, then Q2 is going to help you with uh, ledgering. Mm. Uh, Market is going to help you with processing and so on. So everyone's going to build out a small, small piece of this and really monetize that. The way we see this is we need to be able to give a bundled financial product that anyone, any digital company can just offload and deploy to their customer. And the customer just has equal to or better experience that they would have with Chase. Mm. Uh, so that's how we see this. So Synapse is in the business of literally selling white-labeled, bundled
0: financial products. Got it. So then if I'm an entrepreneur who wants to start a fintech company, what is it that I need to already have? So does Synapse even, for example, uh, have a partnership with a bank? So every every aspect of the... So the entrepreneur would be designing the actual terms of the product like I'm just trying to imagine like h- what types of different entrepreneurs how they're yeah. using it.
1: All you have to do is you have to know how to code um, mm. and everything else is provided by app. So by the time you can write a front end and write uh, a back end um, everything else we can help with.
0: Got it. Yeah. So are you seeing a lot of variety in the type of customers that you're seeing yeah. or are they more or less like clustered in say challenger bank category or
1: no, there's, like, people doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, we have customers doing, like, basic payment processing, like building out a rent payment platform. Oh, And it. being okay. able to open up deposit accounts for landlords, make it so they can easily collect all the fun- money and disperse it in one go and things like that. So you have basic marketplace payment products all the way to investment products and neobanks and so on. So the interesting thing is there's, like, a massive diversity on our customer base, like everyone's doing something or the other unique um, mm. uh, in their in their business, which is exciting because if you can build out the infrastructure to a point where people can quickly deploy new financial products, then we'll have a lot more ideas kind of coming out in the market. Um, right. Like before last year or so, there used to be what two to three financial products uh, that would come out in the market. Um, now they're like 20, 30 every year, like something like that. So I think we're finally picking up the
0: pace. Mm. Yeah. So this just brings me to like one thing that I noticed was um, you publish on, on I think, medium or on a blog, like your product roadmap. I found that quite interesting, like that I was able to see your entire product roadmap in the past and what you're planning to do. How did you come about that idea, and like, how has it benefited you?
1: Yeah, uh, well it came about fairly organically. Uh, our customers kept on saying, can you keep us up to date on your product roadmap? Mm. Um, and at some point, like now we have about 150 plus customers, so it didn't really make sense to just pay a wallet and only give a few people access mm. to this. Uh, it turned out even people who were evaluating us as as a vendor really wanted to know what kinds of things we were gonna be doing this year. Right. Uh, so we thought instead of like, instead of doing this in secret or asking our customers what their roadmap is is, and then trying to align ours, we'd much rather just publish ours so that people know if they want to build these products this year, Synapse could be a viable option for that. Mm. So it's it's helped a whole lot. It also helps with accountability because Mm. like once you put something out, you have to do
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Like if you see it out there and I was like, this is a pretty bold statement to make where you're like, yes, we will stick to these timelines and if we don't, it's it's out there. So I found that pretty interesting. Um, Switching gears a little bit to how you started to become an entrepreneur. once you had that frustrating experience that you talked about of all the various processes to just get an account, which I also went through even now, for example, as an international student, yeah. just even though I had great credit in India, it had no applicability here and you had to start from scratch. Um, how did you go about that process? Did you start by trying to find a co-founder? Did you build something and put it out on like product hunt or something? Oh, like Just yeah. from a perspective of like, we have a lot of budding entrepreneurs yeah. who um, are listeners.
1: I'm usually like a bad example for most people. Uh, I literally just knew how to code. Mm. That's all I did. Like um, Initially, I just built and I overbuilt. So I like built the backend and then I built a web application and an iOS application and an Android application. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> that's a lot. That's very productive. Yeah.
1: And then we went to market with a small pilot uh, after I was able to raise like $20,000 something okay. like that. Uh, so I didn't do anything that traditionally people would do, or I would advise to do. Like, usually I think it's good to just make an MVP mm. um, and try to show some traction and then raise money. Mm. Um, I went, went about it in almost the opposite order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So this was for the initial product?
1: That was the consumer-facing product.
0: Got it. So when you pivoted, did you have more of a standard process of like evaluating product market fit, going out with an MVP, and then iterating, or?
1: Yeah, um, so by the time we pivoted, uh, we had a good grasp of what we wanted to do. Mm. Uh, uh, We understood exactly what pain points uh, fintech companies had. Mm. um, And most importantly, we knew what types of products and customers needed. Um, Mm. So then we said, okay, well, we can start doing this over the course of the next couple of years. Uh, So version one of uh, API Synapse was essentially like um, a closed loop, wallet with ACH processing. okay um, and then we, uh, we had customers that only needed that and then slowly we added wires then we added virtual account and routing numbers mm. we added issuance and so on and so forth. So like we started building on top of that um, and most of it came from like a customer's just like telling us these are the things they need. Mm. And we were just building around that. got um, it and it aligned really well as to how we thought the end customers what types of products end customers would need.
0: Um, are you seeing that a lot of customers start using Synapse for like one particular piece and then slowly start expanding to the entire thing? Um, or is it more like there are people who are looking for this bundle solution right from the start and then that's that's kind of what they're doing? Absolutely. Because there are so many, like you mentioned, there are so many of these yeah. specific niche um individual pieces out there all yeah. of which have like a big name and then you might think that oh these must these guys must be experts at that one particular piece so i'm curious okay. like how you position
1: last year it used to be that uh, middle by the middle of last year it used to be that's so the previous all the way up to middle of last year it used to be people would use this for one or two products mm. um, and then uh upsell and get more and more and more mm. um now we get customers who come in and have a have a very complex need. They just say, "Well, we want to be able to do this very thing, and it's gonna take about eight to ten half products." And they literally mm. sign up for it in one go. Um, so now, yeah, on an average, our customers get like seven or eight products of ours in 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 one go. Yeah. Got it.
0: And is there like an element where um, is it kind of really off the shelf where you're just able to take all of these modules and? put it together, or is there like a part where Synapse team has to actually help them figure out how they can use all these different products?
1: Well, we do have to do some educating. Hmm. So after the contract gets signed, we give them um, something called an implementation guide, which pretty much is like, uh, think of it as a commentary on our API. Okay. So it's not that the product has to change a whole lot. Um, It's just we have to kind of educate our customers, okay, this is the permutation in which you should be, Hmm. like, integrating them, and that's what the outcome's going to look like. Got it. Um, So it's more so like that. Got it.
0: Um, And
1: that's also because we have, like, a lot of products in our APIs. Yeah. uh, I think it's almost better to help our customers reduce their learning curve by giving them, like a cheat sheet in a way.
0: Yeah, because you have now so much experience with so many different companies using it. You would know that maybe there's a sequence which makes more sense, um, which might trip them up otherwise. So I I guess that would make sense. Like you have the expertise actually in this situation many times from the experience across so many customers. Yeah, that's
1: that's, that's very... Yeah, I feel privileged with that. Uh, Mm. um, Now we know a whole lot more than we did before. So Mm. usually we're able to advise companies like really well on some Mm. of these things too
0: yeah yeah that's what even I figured because I was thinking like even if someone wanted to be a fintech entrepreneur and you may have like an idea of a pain point that you want to solve this whole like like you mentioned it's a tip of an iceberg where there's this morass of like so many things which you are like that's not what I was really concerned with but then how do all of these fit together so that's interesting that you are able to yeah like give them some guidance on that
1: yeah like the biggest goal is we want all products to can kind it of be idiot-proof? Like, mm. um, I'm not saying anyone's an idiot. I'm <laughs> just saying that we just want the products to be, like, very simple to use. Right. Um, so that's still work in progress. Like, um, if you compare us to other people, obviously, like, way easier to understand and use. Mm. But I think the experience can become even easier than it is right now. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, So what's next for Synapse? Like, now you've got, like, so many products on your platform. So is it about building like some new very radical products is it about expanding to other places what what is on the cards
1: <laughs> yeah i think we're gonna do both uh, mm. um i was i was joking with one of our customers the other day i was saying um by end of this year synapse is going to be in the business of building alien financial products um, <laughs> so yeah i think we're gonna do in in the u.s we're gonna build some pretty radical financial products um in next 12 months they products you haven't seen before Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we're also expanding so you'll see what Synapse is today in Europe uh, like beginning of next year, end of this year, and okay. we'll start onboarding people in January, February, something like that. Uh, Canada sometime next year, mm-hmm. and then we have like four or five more regions we're gonna wanna pull off by end of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but version one's gonna look like what Snaps looks like here. So Got you'll it. have payments, you'll have deposit accounts, uh, uh, card issuance, things like that. Got it. While in the US, I think you'll see a lot more, yeah, our, our checking account is not gonna look like a checking account in next three months or four months, something like that. That's a very, yeah. that's a cryptic
0: teaser. Any any yeah, yeah. further details that you can share on what, like what, when you say radical, like, is there any sense of like what that could look like?
1: I mean, they're like common themes to what people mm-hmm. want. Um, people pretty much just want to be able to um, get a higher return on their investment or get higher yield on the deposits they keep with you. Um, mm. And... The credit and debit experience needs to get easier. um, And the cards need to get a lot more higher quality than they are today.
0: Okay. What do you mean by higher quality?
1: I mean, like, um, it should look like an extension of your phone. It needs to be that well. Got it. Got it. Yeah.
0: Got it. So you're thinking about, like, reimagining it more from almost first principles of like how good that experience could be and yeah, then you have taking to th- that to the existing products.
1: Yeah, you have to think about the manufacturing of cards um, all the way to how they interact with your API.
0: Mm. Yeah, This is, I think, a good segue into like more of a general commentary on fintech because you are having so many different customers across different pieces of yeah. this chain of various fintech activities. Yeah. Like what do you see as some of the big... Trends? What is it that you are most excited about?
1: I don't know if I go by trends. I think mm-hmm. here's what would here's the here's uh, here's the inevitable uh, um, iteration of financial services. Uh, remember when uh, uh, I don't know if you ever had like the Domino's Pizza? Yeah. And then they had this online tracker, and that yeah. was like the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much what happens with anything. Um, Like uh, uh, we are in this really interesting phase where we are uh, augmenting technology to real world problems. Like Mm. Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, they're all augmenting technology into like, augmenting technology into a very real world problem. Financial services exactly the same way. So Synapse is exactly in that spot. Uh, And what you see is, uh, initially you see access, right? So you see enablement. A lot more people get access to this and they never got access to this before. Uh, with a better user experience. Right. Uber was a better user experience for taxis and also democratized taxis to a lot of people. And over time, what you see is things become high fidelity, right? Mm. So like overall experience becomes more zappy. Like n- now you know to the minute or to the second when the driver is going to show right. up. Uh, um, there are better predictive algorithms behind the scenes. It just works for you. And that's what's going to happen with financial services as well. Like you, right now, everyone is riding the wave on uh, enablement and mm. improved experience, easier onboarding, a better experience, which is truly digital. Over time, you're going to see a high high fidelity products come in, automation in a lot of the things. Like the best thing that can happen to financial services is if you never have to open your banking product or your app. Ever mm. money just works for you. Got it. Uh, it maximizes a return on investment for you. It maximizes savings for you. Uh, um, it cuts down spending that is not necessary. Uh, figures out subscriptions and things like that for you. If your card number changes, mm. automatically updates that with everybody. Uh, uh, integrates with all of your bills and pays them on time. Like all these things need to happen. Uh, so you're pretty much going to go from enablement all the way to a very high fidelity experience in financial services. Um, Why do you have to, unless you lose the card you're holding, you should never have to change your card if you want to change your card number. Mm. Like Something as simple as that, why why can't you just tap your card on uh, on the phone and automatically have a new number Mm. uh, because you compromised the last one or something like that. Um, So all these different things, like just what happened over time. So I think that's where financial services would go. It would become from enablement and better user experience to a higher fidelity experience overall.
0: Got it. And um, have you seen that there are some more places where there are building blocks in place to move to that vision faster? Like, I think something that we hear a lot is that, oh, Europe is so far ahead of the U.S. when it comes to fintech or like how difficult it is to build these kinds of rails Mm. that you're talking about here. Do you think that that's true or do you think there's still a lot of uh, opportunity here to
1: like I'm I'm really excited to be in Europe like I'm mm. very excited uh, but y- people don't realize the, the European financial infrastructure is at the most about an year ahead of the Got US. It. it's not it's not like night and day <laughs> um, okay and that's true for any country around the world Like um, either they're about an year worth of R&D behind or about an year worth of R&D forward. Mm. Um, So usually people try to stick with the narrative that something's too far behind or too far forward. And the whole reason for that is people want to really instill sense of urgency in other people. Right. Um, And that's that's a fair thing. Like that's how probably like humanity moves forward, but it's not that far behind or far forward. Um, Having said that, there are certain types of practices and products that are going to be more interesting. Mm. Um, I think we have really underestimated, first off, I think mostly mostly everyone has built uh, investment advisory products incorrectly because mm. they're almost always reselling an ETF or right. portfolio. That's so interesting. Uh, um, but people who are doing actually like from the ground up uh, portfolio building uh, inherently have the DNA to do the next iteration of financial services, which is all around financial advice. Mm. Um, So I think that's one. Second, um, any company that has figured out how to do continuity and servicing in in terms of can you... Here's the problem. If you can give every single person across the planet a CRM experience, which means you have continuity on them at, Mm. at any given time. You know what issues they had in the past. Right. And every time they reach out to you, you have that download. Right. So anyone who's done those two things or is doing those two things... Would be able to just be superhuman in financial services over the course of the next couple of years. Mm. Um, I think the infrastructure is going to be solved problem in next two years at the most. Um, and then it's going to be about servicing, uh, and it's going to be about advice. So those two would be the big pieces. Got it. And we'll do both too. So yeah.
0: So you would be enabling. Customers who are on who are on the journey to build those products yeah. with with yeah. your stack, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much. We want to be able to give our customers a dynamic CRM for their customers, and then automatically figure out how to give them a better service without humans involved. By and large, like I'm sure we still have to involve humans at some point. Got it. And then also be able to do a lot of financial advice products, API based, all of them.
0: Right. Um, one question, which is a little more, I think, personal that I was curious about, something that I've been reading a lot is, as a, as someone who is, who is an immigrant and then came here and started a company, I can imagine that that would have been a very complex process because of visa restrictions and stuff like that. Read about a lot of people who have had to abandon it or move to different countries in the meanwhile. Um, how did you navigate that process do you have any advice for immigrants who want to start companies here
1: yeah i think in my case i was a little more fortunate because mm. um i had my opt kind of piled up and i hadn't used it got you know? it and it was a
0: stem opt yeah. which is like two or to three get years an yeah extension as well. right right
1: so i did that um and then i applied for like people with like by that time um I had raised some money and things like that, so I was able to apply for individuals with extraordinary ability. Got it, got it, got it. Um, I think for immigrants, probably, I know it sounds really, really, really scary, but um, you should pro if you want to do a company, and first off, don't do a company. Like, I would say everyone, no one should attempt to do a company unless that's the only way they feel like they would be content. Mm. Um, Because there are other ways to be, like, really, really happy. Um, You will almost always compromise on like personal relationships so you wouldn't have you would spend less time with friends and family than you would otherwise um but if you feel like this is the only way you'll be content then you should do it um and if you want to do it then even though it sounds scary uh, um, the time to do it is when you're about to get out of college got it because it's like a low-stakes situation your lifestyle isn't that rich um and well if you're getting out of college and you're not married yet because like then you won't put uh, 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 your loved one's life at risk in terms of like financial risk Mm. Uh, so it's like a low-stakes situation so if you're in that situation and you feel like i really really want to do a company that's the only way i'll be content then just try it Mm. try it at that time um and that would be better like that's what that's what ended up working out for me because i didn't have a lot of obligations like financial obligations um so I could live on a very like low cost uh, um lifestyle right in uh, try doing this
0: right yeah um yeah, that's interesting because I think for a lot of people, it's just such a scary jump, and then many people maybe completely like go against the idea of even starting a company because of that fear, so it's interesting to hear you say that it's better like on baseline to not start a company yeah. do you feel like? Did have, was this your first entrepreneurial venture? Was Had well, like, you tried something before?
1: I tried like small projects before, mm-hmm. but this is like the first company that I did.
0: Got it. And you felt like this was something that you really... You were always clear that you wanted to start a company? Um,
1: well, yeah. Now, in hindsight, even as a kid, I always wanted to do companies. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that was something that was like in me. Uh, but I I got into this very subconsciously. Like I... Um, To me, the bigger thing was I liked coding and Mm. I wanted to I wanted to be able to work on my projects um, and be able to like afford a lifestyle while I did it. Um, That's why I started it at the beginning. Um, And now, like even even in very high stressful situations. Yeah, that's true. Like this is probably the only way I'd be content. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I don't think I can enjoy doing something else.
0: Do you uh, still get into the code at Synapse?
1: Yeah, I sometimes still code. Um, Not as much as I used to, Mm -hmm. but I still do a little bit.
0: Awesome. Um, So this has been super interesting. Um, Thanks so much, Sanket, for for this interview. Thank you.